What's up, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the Eastern Coast. I hope you're all doing well. Late afternoon edition of Packers Daily today due to my chaperoning Olive and her class field trip time this morning. Dad and daughter kicking it. Had a really lovely time, actually. Madeline, sorry, with Olive and her class and hanging out in a park and doing all sorts of fun activities. And then we ended up playing Monopoly for about an hour. Never really done that before, but it was a good time. It was a lot of fun playing Monopoly in a park with uh, my baby and a lot of her friends. So I thank you for your indulgence and in, uh, joining me here in the afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you've all had a very good Tuesday wherever you are. Um, and of course, before I go any further, I do want to give a shout out to our new partners over there at Ticket King. New old partners, because we know, you guys know, we partnered with them before prior to the pandemic, and now we're back. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992. Their Green Bay location is just across the street from Lambeau Field on Oneida Street. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and are members of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. Most importantly, they are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help put groups together and offer advice. And your business is truly appreciated by each and every person at Ticket King. Everyone at Ticket King is happy to help customers find just the right tickets for a Packers game, from larger groups to single tickets, both home and away. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgate and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Check out the link in the description of this video. Do it, people. Or, man, here's, a, here's another fun little fun fact for you. Check out, that's right, check out the app, the Cheesehead TV app, where you can find links to tickets for every single Packers game coming up in 2022 right there in the app. Just go to the schedule, and you will find links to Ticket King for each individual game. You can explore their options right there on the app. So do it, people. Check out Ticket King. Tell them Cheesehead TV sent you. Hello to everybody in the comment section. Good afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. Good good afternoon. I keep wanting to say good morning, but it is not good morning. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing, buddy? Hope you're all doing well. Uh, <laughs> it was not a field trip to the dog shelter, no. This is why I enjoy defense. No divas. Oh, Brandy. I see what you were saying. Brandy starts us off with, I know Cobb has beat the Bears, and I love him for that, but keeping a seasoned vet with 375 yards, I disagree with the Packers on this one. I understand that on a surface level, Brandy, but you got to understand there is context here. And, of course, the only reason we got Aaron Rodgers back last year at an MVP level, mind you, is because the Packers agreed to bring back Randall Cobb. Now, all of that said, you don't utilize Cobb thinking you're going to get, what, a 1,000-yard season out of him. 375 yards, fine. Yes needs to stay on the field we knew this was an issue one of the reasons they probably let him walk in the first place um and it is frustrating that, that he he did get injured and missed time but you don't look at the games he played and think oh he should have had more yardage because that's not he's not a wide receiver one he is very much i'm gonna say purely a security blanket but he is somebody that rogers trusts a guy who obviously thrives on trust and can produce when utilized that was my frustration with Randall Cobb. Nothing that Cobb did last year. It's he wasn't utilized enough. But when he was, when he was called upon, when it was necessary, whether you're looking at the the Arizona game, that Thursday nighter, short week, no practice, who's there catching a touchdown pass? Oh, that's Randall Cobb. You know, you're down Devontae, you're down MVS. Who do you go to? 
Randall Cobb for the touchdown, or go look at the Rams game. I mean, that's a masterclass on how Randall Cobb should be utilized each and every week out of the backfield, in motion, as a complimentary piece to everything else going on in the offense, and he delivered. You know, the same thing in the Pittsburgh game. I just think, I understand the frustration of the lack of output, but I don't put that on Randall Cobb. He did what he was asked to do. They've got to utilize him more. And now that Devontae Adams is out the door, I suspect you are going to see a lot more of Randall Cobb. I hope you do, because like I said, every time he was called upon, he delivered. So that's my thing with Cobb. Uh, Brandon, that's an excellent question. Brandon on Facebook asks, what would Ted say to Rogers' request to bring Cobb back at this point of his career? This isn't fantasy football? Probably. I would have. I That's something I always, I'm going to regret for a long time, not asking Rogers in that first opening presser. Um, you know, I know, I think the only person who really pushed back in that press conference was Spoon. And had I thought of it in the moment, I would have asked exactly that. Um, Because it's just very interesting to me, the whole dynamic where Aaron is clearly or was clearly trying to shake things up, exert a little bit of power over Brian Gutekunst. I don't know. Does he make that same request? Does he make that power play if Ted's still the GM? I tend to doubt it. But I think it's an excellent question and one I wish, you know, we had an answer to. But I don't think we ever will. Uh, Nags, do you think coach was key in mending the tension with Goody and Murphy? I mean, only, only 12 can answer that really. Um, I do think Matt clearly, um, beyond the football field really appreciates Aaron and likes the guy. And I think they have gotten pretty damn close. So I don't, you know, I do think he, he certainly helped. Um, now if it was key to whatever, I have no idea. Obviously only Aaron can answer that, but I, I do think he was certainly that's more than just a sounding board for Rogers. Um, I think there was, there still is absolute like open communication there in a way that, you know, Aaron probably didn't have with Mike. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I certainly feel that Matt being there certainly helped the situation. Right. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I want to get to something I saw right before I came on. Someone asked who was it? Um, not Mark. Where is it here? Oh, Chris Led Ledvina, Ledvina. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, buddy. But do you really think the Packers are going going to go seventeen and zero? No, I do not. See what happened. What happened was when the schedule came out, I retweeted a graphic of the schedule saying this is what seventeen and zero looks like. See, in most universes, that's what's known as a joke. So I was being sarcastic flippant, funny, whatever you want to say. And I think most people understood that. Adam Rank, who of course is a Bears fan, so you know they don't really work on the same level as the rest of us. He then goes on NFL Network and says, Aaron Nagler says they're going 17-0. You know, and then that took on a life of its own because when you say that on national television, then that becomes a thing. And then my inbox gets filled up with, you are such an idiot, you think they're going undefeated, blah, 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 blah. I do not think they're going 17-0. I think they're most likely, now this is not an official prediction yet. That doesn't come until the end of camp. But I think most likely they're going to go 14-3. and three. That's what I think. Just so we're all clear. But that's just, that's my pre-camp prediction. And I have every right and reserve judgment till after camp, and then I give my official prediction. Chris, what's up, man? 
Hey, Nags, I'm staying at Lodge Kohler right now. How many thousands of dollars would it take for Corey to make me an old-fashioned? 1,000? 2,000? Well, where is he making it? Because he can't go to his house. But I'll bet, I would think, if you want to pony up, I'll bet he would make it and hand it to you over the fence. Or if you're at Lodge Kohler, I bet he'd make it and bring it to Lodge Kohler. Thousand dollars, I think. I, I'm, I'm gonna um, let me see. I'm, I'm, wait, let me check Corey's schedule because I have access to his calendar. Here, hold on a second. Let me let me take a real quick look and see if he's in a meeting. Okay, he's in a meeting from five to six. So I was gonna call him and ask him, but he's he's unavailable at the moment. But I will ask him, Chris White. I think a thousand would probably get it done. I would suspect, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael, what's going on, man? Hey Nags, ever think about how we spend over half our lives waiting for the next Packers season? Why, why you gotta, why you gotta go there, man? Why, Corey and I have these. This, this is the kind, that's the kind of question or the kind of kind of moment, comment, what have you, that Corey and I have like late night training camp on his deck, looking at Lambo at night, all lit up, and we're just having old fashions and contemplating life. Right, that's the guy where Corey once broke out how many Packers games we have left in our lives like those X number of hundred games and that's it. Most likely like life expectancy, what have you think we we're going to live like maybe 20, 30, 40 more years here, are the number of games, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Like home games. Like how many more games at Lambeau field we can watch. And it was like, man, you talk about your mortality staring you right in the face, slapping you up and saying, get up, get moving, get busy living or get busy dying. That'll do it, Michael. And that, that comment right there is doing the same thing. Half of our lives waiting for the next Packer season. You know what? Some of us don't wait, though. You know, some of us just make our own seasons in Madden. I don't know. I had to save that somehow. But, yeah, dude. I mean, we do just kind of hang out and talk Packers while there's no Packers going on. So that's why you need to hang out at Cheesehead TV. Because we're all in this together. Or something. Jeff, what's up, man? Nags, which player do you predict steps up on special teams? Kayshawn Nixon. That's a big part of why he's there, right? I think uh, he he will step up. I think there's a reason Basaccia wanted to bring him in. Is his guy will undoubtedly help out in that area. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping um, you know a few others kind of come to the fore, obviously. But um, you know Isaiah McDuffie, I think, is another guy who could uh, take a step both on teams and from scrimmage. But uh, Nixon's probably my number one in that regard. Da, 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 da. Nicholas, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Amos and Savage or Collins and Pepra? Wow. Well, shit. I got to go Collins and Pepra, although I do think the, the sum of the ability and talent with Amos and Savage is probably a, just above Collins and Pepra. There's a wider swath, right? Collins is was on a Hall of Fame track. And Charlie, serviceable journeyman, uh, now a Packers, or was a Packers guy. I don't know if he's, I can't remember if he's moved on now, now or not. But, uh, you know, not not the greatest athlete. No one will ever confuse him with a frontline player. But played well and helped him win a championship, right? Whereas with Amos and Savage, I think Amos obviously doesn't have quite the playmaker, playmaking ability that Nick Collins had. But I would argue he's probably one of the most underrated players in the National Football League. He is a very, very good football player. And I think Savage 
you're still waiting for it to happen, right? But the potential is still there. Second year in the system, hopefully maybe something gets unlocked. Let that athleticism flow because I do think that pairing has the potential to be much better. So we'll see. That's a really good question, though. And what's up, man? Hope I see you at uh, happy hour tomorrow. Hey, next, 5 p.m. is an outstanding time for daily chat. See, you know, you say that probably because you live in another country. Some people don't agree with that. But uh, I think we're going to be getting a lot more of these than the morning chats going forward. So I'm glad you like it. Getting a lot more of them. Where's Big B at? Big B was here. I did the whole shtick at the beginning. Maybe he jumped already, but he was here. David, Kevin King thoughts? I have so many Kevin King thoughts. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Kevin King is a study in frustration. A young man who had the world at his feet and just never really closed the deal. I think he had all the athleticism and ability, clearly couldn't stay on the field, and I do think that's a big part of why the Packers won't be calling him back up. You know, and that said, I think, you know, I was watching some old games this past week and just kind of, you know, everyone remembers the Scotty Miller play, obviously, in the NFC Championship game. It's, it's searing frustration right into your brain. But there are a number of plays throughout his tenure where it's just like, does he, did he, was he a film guy? Like he just, his, his awareness of not only game situations, but who he was across from somewhat frustrating, somewhat frustrating. But here's the thing. When he was on, he was really good. You know, his physicality, his length, getting up there and getting guy in guys grills. And I loved the way the Packers utilized him when he kind of came back after Stokes had basically taken his job on the perimeter and, you know, he was in and out, got hurt, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the year, last season, when they were utilizing him kind of inside in that dime look where he was taking on some tight ends and what have you, I thought that was a really good kind of spot for him. But I'm pretty sure they are looking to try and move on. So if there's a rash of injuries, maybe they make that call. But otherwise, I doubt it. I think it's time to turn the page there. Kyle, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Do you think Yash will make a big jump this year without signing Kelly or any vets? It seems like we're pretty confident. I very much agree. And I would not dismiss, you know, Cole Van Landens of the world. I think they'll be given, some of these young guys will be given opportunities as well to battle for those tackle spots, especially, obviously, while they wait for Jenkins and hopefully not Bakhtiari. But, um, yeah, I do think it's going to be fascinating to watch if he makes a significant jump with what he learned last year the amount of reps he got, the time on the grass. I mean, this is a guy who had been around. You know, they kept him in the program for a couple of years before breaking glass in case of emergency in week three. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're going to make that jump, this is the time he would do it, right, after an extensive kind of period of, of, of starting uh, throughout last season. Clearly didn't get the call in that playoff game. Hopefully that drove him a little bit to get after it this offseason. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend he's going to turn into an all pro or anything, but yeah, I think there's still growth there. He's still a very young player, still learning. He's got one year of not even a full year of starting under his belt. So there's, there's still plenty of space to grow just more consistency. Cause you've seen, he can do it. You've seen, there's plenty of tape of him doing the gig, right? Doing the job. And yeah, there's some rough stuff against some of the more premier pass rushers, but that's the majority of tackles in the league. And you're the third tackle. It's like, yeah, you probably that's probably how you're gonna roll. 
So I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that there's more for him to give. Chris, what's up? Thanks again. Thanks. What's your cheesehead email? I'm here from DC. I'm determined to get this old fashioned from Corey. It's a goal for me last year. Let's do this. Aaron at cheeseheadtv.com and CC admin at cheeseheadtv.com. That's what you're going to want to do. Uh, Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. I remember being super excited with the Petten as coordinator in year one, then getting that high watching the Packers stuff, the Bears on third and one. I'm hoping for that same high with Rich. Bisaccia? Yeah, I hope. Man, I remember being really excited about Petten too. And then he just decided he didn't want to play the run. And then San Francisco said, okay, we'll run. And that all ended really badly. But, yes, I share your enthusiasm for Rich Passaccia. I think he will maybe not go a super long way, but he will be part of the solution on special teams. That is my hope. We're in pre-camp. I'm going with that. (laughs) Brandy. Nags, how do linemen hold without being called for it? Is there a way to do it? There are a few tricks of the trade. Um, You know, sometimes it can depend on angles. I mean, guys definitely know where those officials are located on the field. And uh, there are certainly times where they're working an angle and they know their back is shielding a, you know, the official from behind them. And the other guy's got responsibilities, say, in the middle. The tackle will sometimes loop an arm. Get in there. If you're working in tight quarters, right, loop that arm in there and try to drag him down. Um, sometimes you – David Bakhtiari has been accused of uh, holding from time to time when it comes to his technique of grabbing the pads about as high as you can without getting a flag, but he skirts – does tend to skirt the line a little bit, and guys will complain that he's holding. Um, but yeah, each guy has a bag of – well, maybe not each guy, but – lots of guys have bags of tricks that they try to draw on. And really your only limit is your imagination as for what you can get away with. And as the old adage goes, and it's a cliche because it's true, there's holding on every play. And if they called holding every single time they saw it, we'd never get a playoff. Well, they get the playoff, but then they'd have to redo it. So it's a, it's a fine line. You got to walk there. No doubt about it. Nothing better than a hot summer day in South Mississippi and hanging with my fellow cheeseheads. David, hope you're doing well down there in Mississippi. Hello from New York City. Thanks for hanging out and talking Packers. That's what we do. Most hated Minnesotan. What's up, man? How you doing? I haven't seen you in a minute. How you doing? Justin, the longer Julio out there, the better chance he's a Packer. Nah, I'm not so sure I agree with that, Justin. I think there's still a chance he's a Packer. I think that is certainly a possibility, but I don't think it's because like he's out there long enough to where his contract demands are going to go down and the Packers are going to give him a contract. I think if he's still out there and there are a rash of injuries in training camp, then maybe he gets a call, but I'd be very surprised if he got called prior to the start of camp, but we'll see. Yeah. Could end this chat. News could break. Packers sign Julio Jones. We'll see. Jonathan, thanks for the super chat. Nags, all eyes are on Watson, but I feel like Dobbs will be the standout rookie wide receiver. Crazy prediction? No, I don't think it's crazy at all. I think a lot of people share that sentiment. And watching his tape, it's not hard to see why. Uh, he's a lot more polished than I would have expected, um, especially uh, later in the draft uh, as he was drafted. I mean, he's got the potential to be a real find. Um, now, it's really easy to get excited in June. 
uh, after you've watched, you know, some OTA practices, mini camp, whatever, they're running around in shorts, don't mean a whole lot, you know. But if we get to camp and he starts, you know, cooking Stokes and, and Jair and winning some one-on-ones and, you know, shows that he knows the offense and is in the right spot and maybe catches a few from Aaron and turns some heads, they might be on our way. But there's such a long way to go. Um now that said, Watson could do the exact same thing. I know people are wary of the fact that he went to a smaller school. You know, clearly he's got to deal with a jump in level of competition, but he's certainly got the measurables. He's certainly got the kind of, you know, explosiveness, athleticism, etc. But yeah, I think Dobbs very well could surprise. He very well could be the guy, but there's so much work to be done. But I'm hopeful. No doubt about it. It's pre-camp, baby. We're all hopeful right now. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Thank goodness that our guys are so talented that they never have to hold. Good good point, Ed. Great point by you. That's right. The Packers never hold. Um, thanks again, buddy. London will be my first football game in attendance. Any suggestion to choose the best seats? Are the luxury boxes worth it? Em, if you're going to be in a luxury box, let a guy know. I'll come say hello. Um, Man, I don't like luxury boxes as a rule because I like to be in the mix, so to speak. I like to be in the stands with the people and enjoying the atmosphere. But, man, I know lots of people who love being in a luxury box at a football game. So you'd have to talk to someone who enjoys that setting, and they would probably be able to tell you. I haven't been to Hotspur Stadium, so I'm sure it's it's a new place. I'm sure the the, the boxes are amazing. Um, and fun fact, I think I've mentioned this before, when they were – doing kind of research before they built this state, the Hotspur stadium, one of the stadiums they visited was Lambeau field. True story. But yeah, no, I, if you're going to be there and you want kind of like, I don't want to say antiseptic because I'm sure there's open air portions and you can probably get the vibe, but man, I would suggest if you can do anything you want, you can't beat sitting, you know, as close to the 50 yard line as you can get about 25, 30 rows up. That's my ideal spot because you're close enough. You can see the line action. You can see the physicality, but you're high enough and just far away enough where you can still see kind of like the coverage rotations and plays developing deep downfield and who's open and maybe, you know, how things develop and big returns, what have you. I think that to me, that's the best spot, but your mileage may vary. Everyone's a little different. Oh, Donald, that's very nice of you to say. Long-time listener, first-time chat. You and Cheesehead TV are the best Packers content on the internet. Donald, that is incredibly kind of you to say. Thank you so much for making Cheesehead TV part of your Packer routine in any way, shape, or form. It is greatly appreciated. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. You will note, everyone, that we are on Twitch now. I am streaming live as we speak on the Cheesehead TV Twitch channel, CHTV on Twitch. If you're a, you know, a Twitch user and you're on there a lot, and you, it's just another way that you can find us right there. We'll be doing a lot more stuff on Twitch as the uh, season approaches. So, you know, get on board, follow us there. If, if you're, you know, oh God, I got to go over to YouTube and watch Nagler. Well, now you can stay on Twitch. You're welcome. All right, everybody. I got to get going. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm probably... Not for sure, but probably going to be doing it 5 o'clock again tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Hope you're all having a great day. Um, And then please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family 
Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.